Hello, everyone. It is May 1st, 2017, and welcome to the very first episode of the Noyamin Podcast. My name is Brad Kim, and I'm here with Secretary of Memes, Matt Shimkowitz. I am the Noyamin Universal Champion, Adam Downer. This is Meme Daddy, Don Caldwell. And Special Agent 00 Meme, Brianna Millman. Okay, so Don, tell us uh, what's been up in the meme world this week or in recent weeks. So today I had an interesting one to work on. I had seen that our users were uploading these anime-style depictions of the Wendy's mascot. And uh, I started to look into it, and it turns out that uh, the kind of fan base that had started surrounding the Wendy's Twitter feed uh, that came about because they were posting really snarky, biting tweets that were really funny. Um, an artist named Vsock uh, posted several illustrations of the Wendy's mascot's anime character and said that they were 100% convinced that the Wendy's Twitter feed was actually a smug anime girl. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and he posted uh, several illustrations of the Wendy's mascot as an anime girl. And uh, then just a ton of other ones came about in the coming weeks. This has all happened over the last couple of weeks. And uh, there's all kinds of illustrations of her being, you know, mischievous and, and, and snarky. And then, yeah, there's even some more lewd variations that have uh, crept up. Uh, recently <laughs> and uh, yeah not, not all of our users like them but some of our users really like them and uh, so so far there's been a lot of comments on the entry and uh, some of my favorites are uh, user Jenry who said I really do think that ship posting is the future of marketing and I, th I, think, he, I think he's correct on that one um, Leak Gamer 15 said I guess there isn't any limit to what the internet will waifuize and you know, it really got me thinking, like, is there any limits to what the internet of life was? See, this is why I think that uh, fan art in general should be banned. <laughs> it is undoubtedly, it has brought no joy to the world, in my opinion. I just did the, um, I just did uh, Ashy, who's from uh, Samurai Jack, and because we were getting tons of, you know, searches and like fan art submissions of that character, so I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'll like, I'll just go into Tumblr and I type Ashy, and then there's like this little girl who's now naked and like in, in all these <laughs> lewd positions. And you know, I'm just sick of it, man. I'm sick of it. I don't want it anymore. Never <laughs> search Tumblr or DeviantArt. But that's yeah. I mean, I had to, but uh, are you are you trying to say you're not into just like pictures on DeviantArt of let's say Sonic the Hedgehog having sex with? Wait a minute. I didn't, okay. Uh, <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog having sex is a very special medium, and I think that that should be cherished. <laughs> but I think that when you get into the waifu, it's, it starts getting real weird, because you start seeing, like, I don't know, it's, it, it's too... I don't know, I just don't want to see it anymore. You wouldn't get a Sonic the Hedgehog waifu body pillow? Oh. Daki Makura? <laughs> Ooh. Me? No, no. I, I, I haven't gotten there yet, um, but one day, one day maybe. When's your birthday? When's your birthday? In July. All right, cool. Oh, shit. <laughs> mental, mental note. Yeah, yeah I feel like, uh, with, I don't know, is there this thing as a distinction to be made between highbrow fan art versus, you know, like, yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog fan, you know, fan art, which I, I am definitely a fan of the latter case where it's just... I kind of like the, you know, like, I kind of drew this with my 
foot kind of aesthetic. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, exactly, yeah. Well, you could say that like a lot of like very popular fan art is now like becoming the subject of its own huge, you know, uh, empires and sorts. Like uh, Fifty Shades of Grey started as fanfic of Twilight, oh, right. and like. Those are probably the two highest-selling books in the world, aside from the Bible. So, right. So, I, so you might see some, I don't know, some Sonic the Hedgehog movies where Sonic is just like having sex. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that I think that the metric is how much effort goes into it. Because if it's like a Sonic, if it's like a terrible Sonic drawing of like him with boobs or something, like that is <laughs> really funny. Yeah. But when you know when you like, I'm looking at the the smug Wendy's Wendy Chan right now, and like. I don't and like this the the attention to detail of the curvatures and such <laughs> are things that like someone really put a lot of time in to devote to a mascot of a corporate Twitter account, <laughs> and I think that's and that is where I start to get a little creeped out. Yeah, and I, I guess that also speaks to uh, one of our commenters saying that yeah, maybe shit posting is the future of marketing in that sense. But can you call this fan art shitposting when they put so much effort into it? Uh, so much effort into <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> the shitty aesthetic of it? Or no, no, I mean the, the, the like, way it is. Yeah, just kind of like instant, yeah, kind of instant it's, fan it's, art. It's, like, I couldn't draw that. I would say Cold Steel the Hedgehog is probably the pinnacle Ooh. of fan art shitposting, which, yeah, I, I definitely consider to be very highbrow. Yeah. <laughs> Has Wendy's commented on it? Oh, on the, is the anime character? Not yet. I don't think they commented on the anime character yet. What's also interesting is, like, you know, we've seen cases like this where, yeah, these kind of uh, national, like, food chain brands, uh, I think the one that I, I can recall now is, uh, was it Nature Valley, the granola bar company? They um, should post. Well, it wasn't less, it was less of ship post. It was, uh, I think it was like a couple of years ago now, but Nature Valley uh, started trending on Twitter uh, because the social media team that was in charge were apparently very, very knowledgeable well versed in the uh, anime world. Yeah. <laughs> there was a couple of days where all these, uh, you know, fans of, uh, yeah, anime uh, just kind of flocked to uh, Nature Valley's official Twitter account. And yeah, I feel like uh, that, that is a trend that is happening in the actual, you know, in the, in the market world where, yeah, um, just get it on the jokes yeah I mean Denny's is the is my prime example of that right um, like Denny's Tumblr and Denny's Twitter just adopted the shit post aesthetic um, whereas we were made in it um, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but the <laughs> yeah uh, so yeah like Denny's you know they adopted the shit post thing and that like was a big success for them on social media at first and now other brands are starting to get into it, and I think that, you know, that whole, you know, once once these brands start flying a little too close to the sun, they people sort of turn on them. So now, like, when, when Denny's posts a meme, that's when, uh, you know, people would be like, all right, the meme's dead, right. get rid of it, you know, like, et cetera. That kind of happened with, uh, with Red Lobster, with uh, the Beyonce thing, what was it, like, last year? Takes uh, ass to Red Lobster. Yeah. yeah. Right. And they they flew too close to the sun. Uh, <laughs> it's made of lobsters, I guess. And I feel like it's always these like a cas. It's like this specific 
category of like Americana casual family <laughs> dining <laughs> restaurants that are just always on their ace game with like mm. you know memeing and things. Well, I'll say this: I hop. I'm looking at their Twitter feed right now. They have a picture of a Great American Slam burger with the caption, "No lie, this omelet burger is lit." Oh my <laughs> god! Hello, fellow kids. That's bad. Yeah. Well, they don't. They don't get a. They don't so. get a lot of RT. So. <laughs> so yeah. Um, I think you know as far as uh, well commercialization of, of memes and you know uh, brands kind of co-opting into you know getting in on the meme memes and these in jokes on the internet. Uh, that's been happening for a few years uh, as far as we've been seeing. Uh, but there's something kind of new that's happening. Uh, I guess I would call it like the marketization of meme culture mm-hmm. um, in the sense uh, you I mean everyone here um, we've been we've been keeping a very close tab on on the development of this but you might have heard of uh, of this subreddit community called meme economy um, let's talk about meme economy uh, Adam, give us a quick a quick rundown of the yeah. meme economy. So the meme economy is this subreddit that essentially treats memes like a stock market would treat an uh, economic property. So when so it started around uh, at on September 28, twenty sixteen is when the uh, subreddit was launched and it took off like within a with almost a little over a month. It had thirty. 2,000 subscribers, and now it has, you know, God knows how many. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so what it does is these people, like, when they see these memes, you know, come out, when you see a new meme come out, you want to know, like, uh, with the the way that meme culture has sort of moved a lot faster than it has in the past, and there are various reasons for that, but you want to know what is going to stick around, what's going to be good if you want to be on top of your memes, if you want to be a good quote-unquote memer. So what this what this subreddit does is, you know, they'll post a meme to the subreddit, and they'll ask, you know, should I invest in this meme? And obviously at this point, there is no actual money being traded, right. but they say, should I invest in this meme? Is it a good buy? Or some people, you know, do like the whole Mad Karma with uh, Jim Cramer thing, and they'll yes. be like, buy, buy, buy! Or this meme is trash. Sell, sell. It's hit. It's hit. I funny. It's dead. Sell it. Sell off. Sell all remaining stocks. And these people, you know, they take it really. I mean, obviously, it's it's satirical, but like the language, it's it's very serious. Like these people, like do not break character, and it has become sort of the go-to way that we at least have begun to talk about memes. And if you have, if you were on Know Your Meme on April first, twenty seventeen, you may have participated in Know Your Meme's meme economy. Uh, and that was super cool. But yeah, that, I think that's about the, uh, the rundown of what meme economy is, what it does. Right, right. And, uh, you know, in, just in the past month, uh, yeah, you, you mentioned, you know, um, it started as a joke, clearly. And uh, um, just to kind of refresh what Adam said, uh, I think, uh, what, what's his actual Mad Karma guy? Uh, Jim, Jim Kramer. Kramer. Jim Kramer. Yeah, Jim Kramer's Mad Karma 
that you know his 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 kind of uh, routine and and rhetorics uh, has been. We've seen uh, that kind of language being used, uh, you know, on on occasions before this whole meme economy thing came around. But at this point, yeah, no, it's uh, to bring the classic uh, internet quote back. It is serious business. Um, I think uh, there's been a, a few de- few developments. Uh, let's start with Nasdaq. Yeah. What is up with that? What is up with Nasdaq? Nasdaq is this uh, meme stock market that uh, some users, moderators on the meme economy subreddit have been working on. Um, it just recently had a beta, um, and it allows you to use this uh, virtual currency to purchase stock and, and memes. And the prices will rise and fall uh, depending on, on who's buy- how many people are buying and how many people are selling. Um, very similar to how, how we did our, uh, our, our April Fool's Day gag. Um, and yeah, NASDAQ uh, seems like, like it's coming along really nicely. It'll be uh, interesting to use uh, NASDAQ's data uh, for our, you know, to track how, how individual memes are doing in the market, too, for our own entries as well. Um, what's the what's the blue chip on, on what's the blue chip stock on uh, Nasdaq at the moment? Uh, let's see, at the law. Yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, but I think Trump was doing pretty well last time I checked. Trump right. is also doing well on uh, what's the other one? Oh my gosh, meme trades. Mm-hmm. Oh been right. Been on top of meme trades for a really long time. Right, right. So yeah, it is actually. Uh, uh, it is uh, noteworthy that there are already uh, more than one yes. uh, meme stock trading platforms. Uh, meme trades uh, being, yeah, being the other one. And But now there's also this whole fun <laughs> meme financial infrastructure that is being built around uh, meme economy, which is, yeah, uh, like Adam mentioned earlier, it's a place where people, you know, basically speculate the yeah. value of memes for the laws. But then, you know, there are lots of, you know, programmers on, you know, Reddit in general, and uh, what they are building now is this triangle of, um, centered around meme economy community, uh, NASDAQ, where you can trade memes, uh, World Meme Bank, which will start indexing all the different stocks that have been traded on, on uh, NASDAQ, uh, and the Meme Insider, which I guess is a wordplay on Business Insider. Or yeah, 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 it's, it's basically the Forbes. Yeah, the uh, trade, like a trade magazine. Right. It's the, it's the, yeah, Meme Traders, you know, uh, I don't know, Meme Street Journal or something like that. Um, so, yeah, it is getting pretty serious. Um, and what do we make out of this trend um, in terms of... Uh, Specifically, in terms of uh, meme linguistics, if that makes sense. To me, it kind of like reads like a, a, a type of like kind of gamifying, making, creating, and sharing memes. Because before, it may have been hard to track how successful a meme would be outside of how frequently people are using it. Right. And this kind of gives people a starting point and almost an ending point for the life and 
hour, so to speak, of a meet. Right. Which is getting, yeah, the life cycle is getting shorter and yeah. shorter. Um, so instead of in investing money, you're basically investing in how popular something is going to get. Right. Yeah. I think it also speaks to something that's been going on in the meme world for a while, and that's uh, the the value of memes as a currency, as like a social currency, right? And like this is people have been talking about this for a very long time um, in terms of like people like stealing their memes, right? Like 4chan right. would always right. complain about um, you know nine gags stealing their memes or Reddit stealing their memes, as if memes had some kind of value. And uh, how you determine that value? I mean, they and they seem like they actually do have some kind of value. And these kind of uh, memes, stock exchanges that are, that are popping up are kind of a way to actually represent that value in, a, in, in some manner. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, what were you going to... Well, I was going to say, there is like intellectual property. If you create something, you should be getting credit for it in some kind of way. Right. Have you necessarily... I mean, I guess it's mostly about bragging rights. In, in these kind of terms. Well, I think like one, one thing that would be interesting in this case would be like uh, market forces like like inflation, right? So one of the things that you might see if a meme becomes too popular, its value might decrease because it's like a market getting flooded with dollars. If the market gets flooded with Harambe memes, right. Harambe price tanks as a cultural currency because nobody wants to be associated with it anymore because it's not cool anymore. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, By the way, Brianna has just left. If you're listening and you realize she hasn't spoken, <laughs> she's not in the room anymore. Anyway, continue. She's not just really pissed. Then <laughs> she didn't like what we just said about Harambe. She really takes Harambe very seriously still. Yeah, <laughs> she doesn't have. I'll, I'll apologize to her later. So it seems like there is kind of a uh, I don't want to say divided, but varying opinions on on. Um, I guess the utility of of meme economy as a language. Um, yeah, I mean, like that at least has been my kind of, you know, one of the more I guess cerebral questions I've had is that is this you know emergence of meme market and you know this financial lingo um, is it more of a form of you know another the next level form of social engineering or is it is it actually does it actually reflect you know is, is are the laws of supply and demand actually at play uh, at a level where um, it can be an accurate measuring stick for the popularity of memes well I think that like it, it's it, it seems almost like a shorthand criticism of of the meme as it's created. So people will post a meme account and be like, should I buy this thing? And basically people are saying, yes, buy, it's good, or no, don't buy, this is lame, essentially. Right. So essentially it is kind of a form of social engineering, at least in the beginning stages, because people will start creating memes or looking for memes based on how they'll do in the meme economy. Right, right. I see. Um, I guess like, well, one, I agree with that. And I think that these are, you know, true that that the way the meme economy functions is certainly uh, an interesting take on commentary on the creation of new memes. What I was kind of wondering going into this topic is, I wonder if you know, to use the the parlance, is it like time to sell meme economy as its as its own uh, as as like a way that memes are talked about? Because because uh, you know, I'm just looking at the Google Trends and like. Um, it peaked right around when we did our thing, uh, it seemed, and now it's kind of, and I feel like in the past month, like maybe it's just because we did it already and it's not in my brain anymore, but I feel like it's kind of on like the downswing and I'm wondering if like, 
it itself, the meme economy, is a meme that is being uh, moved on from, and like the discussion will um, move on towards another towards means another of talking thing. Right. about this soon. Because there is also a timeline uh, before meme economy um, that I think is worth mentioning, which is well, I, I think that was kind of the first uh, form of, uh, I guess, internet meme culture as a as kind of a mainstream topic is that um, you know, uh, the, of course, there's the theory theory of memetics, which is way more academic and. You know, as we all know, uh, you know, Richard Dawkins is the one who, you know, uh, first drew the analog between uh, the field of genetics and memetics. Um, and I thought at least, you know, uh, when memes really started popping off in the late 2000s, um, that analog and the language of mirroring the language of uh, genetics into uh, discussing memes uh, was a, was a pretty it played a big role in kind of a in in fostering this meme culture uh, you know as we know it today right. and uh, yeah I, I I'm also curious as to I guess just the lifespan of the meme economy and joke as a um, yeah as a meme itself. Well, that, that also transformed a little bit. So it initially started off with kind of like the evolutionary model that Dawkins came up with, right? And then people like BuzzFeed and whenever like viral internet became a thing, mm-hmm. it changed to like an epidemiological model, talking about, about memes as if they're viruses, uh, like, like, <laughs> like disease. Right. Um, and that still is done to this day. I mean, the whole can- cancer is, uh, is, a, is a meme, and yeah. that's often that's still used very, very frequently when talking about memes. Right, and which is also a form of speculating. Uh, you know, but when, uh, yeah, I think it was just going by a different term, uh, you know, remember forcing memes? <laughs> um, I think, yeah, I mean, forced memes are still, you know, in, you know, relevant, um, I guess it's a relevant word in the meme language, but yeah, I feel like, uh, there has been kind of a, a shift in paradigm from, you know, talking about memes as if it is an ecosystem to more of this, uh, yeah, Treating like the market as an ecosystem, yeah, as, as yeah. an open market uh, ecosystem with supply and demand, um, mm-hmm. all the microeconomics just kind of, uh, yeah, kind of transferred or superimposed on top of the meme culture, mm-hmm. which is pretty interesting. So, what do you think? Uh, what are the implications of meme economy? on the overall quality of memes. And of course, you know, quality is a pretty subjective uh, thing, but, you know, as we were talking about earlier, uh, the trend of ship posting mm-hmm. and all these things, what do you guys think? Uh, is it good or, you know, is it... Is it... Bad. Is it good? Or <laughs> yeah, there you go. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah, is it good or bad? Um, I would say that I don't know if it's really had too much of an effect. Like the meme economy was um, so. Like one of the things that I think like really helped kick off the meme economy was this event that happened last October that's known as the Meme Renaissance of Me IRL, where they felt like uh, the the memes were that were coming out at the time 
were pretty stale, so they decided that, you know, they're just going to, like, force a, a bunch of memes. And so, you know, everyone would upvote a certain, you know, Bear in the Big Blue House is the one that I remember, watch those wrist rockets and, like, Bionicle stuff, and they were just, like, posting, they were just, like, upvoted and, like, in, like trying to, like, you know, kickstart the market, as it were, right, right. of memes. And, and that was, like, the only time where I felt like meme economy really had, like, a strong effect mm-hmm. on memes where where people really were like we're gonna it was, it was like a stock market crash basically like you gotta buy this oh it's dead already oh god we're on to the next thing and like that was like the only time where i felt like meme economy meme economy really affected these things but without any money or like monetary things involved i feel like the the meme you know memes have in general have continued on as they have and meme right. economy has done you know what a subreddit does, and it just sort of is commenting on that. You know, in their in their language, in their terminology. Right. Uh, but the memes, I think, have you know worked on you know their own way. I think that other there there are other metrics that have you know documented these things, like the uh, the meme calendars that sure. are like kind of like tracking what you know memes are really coming out, or other are other metrics that do this. And neither of these things, I think, are necessarily influencing memes at this point um, beyond outside of people who are already deeply into those sub-communities, mm-hmm. and even that is still pretty niche. Sure. Uh, I, I think that memes are just are continuing to um, grow organically right. um, in however form they take. It's also, I think, interesting to uh, bring up that, yeah, since, you know, in recent years, uh, just... You know, quantified data and metrics uh, concerning the popularity of, of any meme, I think that is something that, you know, is uh, starting to become more of an established thing. Uh, whereas, you know, in the beginning of this whole meme culture, and, I'm, and when I say the beginning, you know, the late 2000s, um, you know, probably Google Trends uh, was like one of the first kind of a, you know, a measuring stick that we could use. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, at this point in 2017, there's just so, you know, folks are crunching numbers on, on memes. So yeah, I think, I think that, yeah, it, it is a combination of, um, I think, uh, environmental and also just kind of intrinsically within the community, there's uh, you know, want and need to kind of shift into this language. Yes, yeah. let's see that. So yeah, um, anything to add, Matt? Even no, I think I agree with that. It just seems like a way of talking about. It's just a way of talking about memes in a, in a critical manner. They're talking. They're the words buy and sell are just in place of words like good or bad and that's all based on opinion right. people are looking at them and basically through their uh, knowledge of memes past and present deciding whether or not these will be popular with people that are deeply embedded in meme culture or whether it will reach uh, quote unquote normies that's really what this whole thing is about and when you see that a meme is being you're being told to sell or buy a meme, that's essentially what they're saying in a kind of more fun, engaging way for that community. Mm -hmm. Um, But in terms of the effect it has outside of that community, I don't think anyone, like you, 
the your friends that have just you know their everyday meme accounts on Instagram, they don't care whether a meme is being bought or sold on the meme account. Right. Right? They just care whether they think it's funny that like they have this picture of Tom Hardy or something. Yeah, <laughs> I do that too. By the way, Kendrick uh, Lamar's damn album is the top stock on Nesting currently. Currently, currently right now, yeah. That. Feels like it's over. I feel like it's over too. Yeah. I mean, this is beta. This is beta, guys. Yeah. So that's yeah. That's I. I would say it's a surprisingly longer staying power than I had expected. Uh, But then again, Kendrick Lamar is you know. Yeah, and there's yeah, that's true. There's like the whole you know black Twitter subculture that none of us really are necessarily part of. Um, so, and I think that it might be doing quite well there. Sure. And I mean, I think, you know, uh, well, we're now getting into more of the you know, music part. But yeah, um, another interesting thing about meme economy is I think also it is working quite well as like this, this bonding uh, or a bridge between uh, pop culture and current news cycle. Mm. Yeah. And memes because we see this way and way more as the as the average uh, meme cycle just speeds up. We see a, tons of memes uh, just kind of getting amalgamated into one, or you know, um, the, what's that one from a few weeks ago? Uh, Pepsi United, United mm-hmm. Pepsi United Spicer. Pepsi, yeah. Spicer. That one was yeah. I feel like to us that whole thing feels like a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> still probably making like when the American Airlines thing happened today there United were jokes about, the, no no that was no yeah. sorry United was the first one yeah today was but there were immediately jokes about Pepsi right like, <laughs> you know I'm sure at whatever you know the science march there were probably Pepsi signs for people that aren't ingrained in what joke is going to pop on the internet today yeah these things Kendall Lamar's Dan album Someone's just seeing that for the first time today. Yeah, and it's hard to. It's easy to forget that when you're always looking for the next one. Right. Just like a side, just like an aside, a funny story. Like about three weeks ago, I went to a party. It was right after the Kendall Jenner Pepsi ad came out. Bragging about going to a party. I know. I went to. So I went to a party. I don't know why you guys were home. Meme economy. There's a, there's like, there's like a, a jokey argument. We were trying to like play flip cup or something. There's like a jokey argument about it. And like one guy leaves the room and he comes back with a can of Pepsi and he like puts it down. He's like, guys, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, it is fine. Thank Save you. the party. But anyway, yeah, that was an aside. You were gonna say, Brad? Oh no, I was just gonna say, uh, you know, being the the meme market analyst slash, you know, um, yeah. There's people who study the day-to-day, people who are on the market watch. You know, yeah. Um, what advice would you give? Would you give to um, our audience in terms of uh, oh, you gotta start selling those now. What to sell? What to buy? Right now. Uh, mine is my sell is the uh, romantic Spotify playlists um, mm-hmm. for your crush. Uh, those were kind of coinciding with. A whole promposal thing that we were talking about, right? And season, yes. yeah, and if you don't know this meme, um, it is people take you know they arrange song titles in Spotify into a playlist so that when you read them, 
um, in order, they create a message. Like, and for example, the first one, uh, a lady was like trying to break up with a guy, and her, and so she created a Spotify playlist that, when read, it said, "Do you still want to kiss me? Because I'm kind of loving someone else, but we can still be friends." Uh, and then other people got into that by adding all sorts of copy pastas into. Uh, Spotify playlists and it has and it has peaked. There's the uh, there's the Navy SEAL copy pasta that someone did and the, and if you haven't if you don't know what that is I highly encourage you to look it up. It's too long to read right. uh, in a podcast, but someone did that in a Spotify playlist and it was and it's you're not going to get any better than this. Yeah, and that is actually a marker for uh, yeah, <laughs> which yeah. Uh, which stage a meme is in once the Navy Seal coffee comes <laughs> out. Yeah, so, um, so sell sell that, and I will come up with a buy when it goes around the room. Sure. Yeah. Um, I might have a controversial sell. Uh, <laughs> I think I think you need to sell FaceApp already. Yeah, even though sell FaceApp. <laughs> I mean, I just it can't go any farther. I don't think. I mean, the one thing that might still have some juice left in it is the uh, the gender swap one can be pretty damn funny still. It can be funny. Yeah. Yeah, that one's pretty good, but I think it's got very very limited time. So you might have a small window of opportunity to make some good profits. But uh, you probably will be needing, needing to sell in the near future. It's definitely a short sell, uh, yeah, <laughs> short sell stock. Uh, I would, I would agree. Um, also, on a side note, uh, I immediately regretted using <laughs> filter. Uh, that is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> that stuff is terrifying. Yeah, I, I, I ended up using it, even though I said I wasn't gonna do it, and uh, yeah, I had nightmares. Oh boy. I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend uh, selling Starbucks's unicorn frappuccino oh, yeah. because any kind of like limited time only corporate chilling that you're gonna get is not gonna be a long lasting meme, uh, especially one that looks as stupid and probably tastes as bad as this thing. <laughs> so if you're thinking about uh, making any kind of jokes about that, it's already hack. Time to move on. Brad, do you have any? Think about that for a bit. Do you guys uh, have any buys? Is yeah. there anything you have buys? I'm gonna say buy uh, the hashtag explain a film plot badly, uh, mostly because it's got a good return on just about everything. It'll be back in six months. Uh, the the good ones are always really really funny, um, and it, it's got a lot of dexterity. You can show these to anyone. Everyone's gonna like them. Uh, one that's been kind of going around for. Maybe uh, oh, I love this one. Maybe from for about almost twenty years from nineteen ninety eight is uh, a Wizard of Oz uh, description that ended up in a newspaper, uh, which reads: "Transported to a surreal landscape, a young girl kills the first person she meets, and then teams up with three strangers to kill again." <laughs> <laughs> it's like such a classic, and you're gonna see that it's, popping up on the internet all the time. Yeah. It's not wrong. No, that's, that's <laughs> so, yeah. it's like you explain a plot in such broad strokes. Right. It points out like the the truly amoral and antisocial actions of the characters. It's right. a lot of fun. So I would definitely buy definitely buy that. Actually, I, I second that because I think yeah, I think it's one of the more funnier wordplay jokes I've seen uh, involving uh, movie synopsis. Uh, since if you watch. Movie X backwards. Um, that was a pretty clever one, but yeah, um, ex- yeah. Ex- uh, explain a film plot badly has been, you know, uh, staying uh, trending up and down 
for a while. Um, it's a pretty stable investment, I would say. I agree. My my buys are. I'm gonna do two, and they're not necessarily memes or subcultures. But I would say buy one into anything Bendy and the Ink Machine related. If you don't know what that is, it is a new indie game that's on Steam, and it features like a cute cartoon character who kind of looks like 1930s Mickey Mouse, and he's going through this like horrifying place, and it's so it's like kind of it's got that indie game aesthetic where it's kind of cutesy and it's kind of scary. And uh, in the comments already, people are, you know, on our comments, people are complaining that it's like the new Five Nights at Freddy's, which they hate. But if you're going to be investing, that is a really good sign because Five Nights at Freddy's was super huge, um, even though I don't think the games are that similar. But, you know, that whole like cutesy indie game horror aesthetic mm-hmm. uh, is almost always a sure buy. And my second buy is uh, McElroy Brothers content. The McElroy Brothers do uh, the podcast, My Brother, My Brother and Me. They do Adventure Zone. Uh, they do the Polygon Show Monster Factory, and they are getting a uh, slowly growing, affectionate Tumblr base, and they are pretty much the most non-problematic people that you can, that you can, yeah, they're pretty much the most non-problematic people that are uh, out there, and I think that if you are looking to get onto a subculture train, that would be a good one. Um, so I only have one buy. Um, I'm putting everything, my entire life savings, all of my net worth, into Alex Jones. <laughs> Alex Jones can can have my firstborn child. Uh, yeah, he's he's definitely on the meme train right now. Um, he's had the, the child child custody trial, which has been amazing. Um, we learned that he only smokes marijuana once a year to test its strength, and that it's too strong because of George Soros. <laughs> And then uh, we also learned that he's proud uh, to be a number one meme online, and that his kids are uh, kids are really into it too. Which was uh, God, I wish I had seen a video of him saying that or was there. Oh yeah, I would I would buy him just for that chili bowl defense. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Jones says he can't remember facts about his kids because he ate a big bowl of chili for lunch. I feel him on that. <laughs> yeah, that's one conspiracy I will buy into. <laughs> chili affects the memory. Agreed. Living art for sure. Um, well, I think our time's up for the pilot episode of the Know Your Meme podcast. Um, for more sound financial advice on memes, uh, head over to knowyourmeme.com. Um, my name is Brad. Matt. Adam. Don. And... We'll pick it up uh, next month. Um, Thanks for listening. Bye!